I don't know about you guys, but I'm thrilled to be in this house, Amen. worshiping the living God with brethren of like precious faith. Amen. If you would, turn to Psalm 42 with me. If it was Peter's goal to stir us up by putting us in remembrance of the present truth we should all be established in, then it is my pleasure and privilege to try to stir you up, to stir up a thirst in you for the fountain of living waters, Amen. of which if you drink, you shall never thirst again. Amen. I ask you a question. Knowest thou the gift of God? And thinking about John four ten through 14. Knowest thou the gift of God? Have you and do you daily ask, seek, and knock for him to pour out unto you living water? Right. Lord, flood our souls. Yes. Psalm yes, 42. Lord. Another thing to mention in Psalm 42 before I read, in verse 2, at the very end he says, When shall I come and appear before God? What he's speaking of right there is, he's not obviously in the house of God with the people of God where God is found. That is his strong desire. When shall I appear before God? Is that your desire this morning? Amen. We are appearing before God right now. We yes. do have that privilege and that pleasure that he did not have. Is that your strongest desire? Yes. Psalm 42. Read with me. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude, I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his Countenance. Amen. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and of the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. Yes. I will say unto God my rock, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Amen. As our brother John told us last week in Psalm 1, all these verses are pregnant with with matter, and it would be impossible for me to go over every verse in this, so I'm going to focus on two or three, starting out with one. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Let's think about reasons. Well, first of all, let's think of a definition of pant here. To breathe with short, quick breaths, typically, typically from exertion or excitement, long for or long to do. Throb violently from strong emotions. Throb or heave of a person's heart or chest. Think and ask yourself, when was the last time your heart did this while pursuing God? Reasons a heart would pant for water brooks. Two reasons. They live in dry, desert-like conditions, and there's droughts often. We live in the perilous times of the last days. 
think people are ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. People are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. People are lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. There's a drought. The other reason is they are hunted by dogs. They are chased for long periods of time, and they try to resort unto the water brooks to revive themselves. David, on many occasions, was driven away from the people of God and the temple of God by dogs. He was pursued and hunted as a heart. He panted for God and needed to be refreshed. How about us? Are we hunted or pursued by an enemy? Think 1 Peter 5.8. You are being perpetually chased by a lion. If you stop panting in your soul for the living God, you will be devoured. How long do we wait on the Lord? Do we thirst? Do we quench our thirst with things other than God? Do we wait on Him long enough? Do we get tired of waiting and then begin to start filling up things, spaces, voids? Do we give up and are thirsting or panting for God? Verse 2, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Think Israel for a second. How many times did they go to other gods, false gods, switch back and forth? They yes. traded. Yes. Think America for that same second and think how we started in the very beginning. And let's think of this in light of Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Hath the nation changed their gods, which yet, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Right. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. Right. Think in terms of this modern-day America. What about this other Jesus that is being presented today? Our country has forsaken the living God, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out broken cisterns yes. with another Jesus. Panting for God, not for gain, gold, honor, blessing, wife or husband, children, jobs, but for the living God. Yes. Right. Yes. These things will come if we wait upon the Lord as this congregation can attest over and over. But let these blessings never quench our thirst for the fountain of living waters. Amen. Think Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. It will come. Let's not be distracted by these other desires. Let us delight ourselves in the Lord, and He shall grant thee the desire of your heart. Let us change the desire of our heart and let us desire God only. Let us pant. Let our hearts violently throb within us for the living God. Distractions. Have you ever gone to the Lord with strong physical desires or needs? Did He hear your longing and bring you physical blessing and or deliverance? People get up behind this pulpit every Sunday and Wednesday and attest to what I'm saying. Did you, like David, turn to the Lord and pour it out like an offering? Or did you take your eyes off the fountain of living waters for the water of the well of Bethlehem? You think about David in a cave. He was thirsty, physically thirsty, longing for the waters of the well of Bethlehem. Three men of valor, what did they do? They hazarded their lives, broke through, 
came back with a cup of water. What does David do? He asked for it. He longed for it. He poured it out to the Lord. Amen. The things that you ask for and that you long for and the Lord brings to you and blesses you with, pour it out to Him. Yes. Do not take your eyes off. And I guarantee you that everybody in the congregation right now can attest to the point where you have prayed, you ha- He has answered, and how many times have we taken our eyes off and been distracted by the blessings He has given us? David poured it out unto the Lord. Let us pour it out unto the Lord. Right. How many times must we longer pant than allow ourselves to be quenched with anything but the fountain of living waters? I'm, I want to burst. I'm, I'm shaking up here. David's strongest desire was to be where God was found, in his tabernacle, worshiping with his people, the living God. Let us examine ourselves and find that this too is our strongest desire. Verse 11. I like David. David has conversations with himself. We have conversations with ourselves, but the difference is David steps out of himself and speaks to himself and says, Soul? Why art thou cast down? As if it's unreasonable for you to be cast down. Because it is unreasonable. Especially since we heard the sermon about hope. If we can wrap our minds around that hope that we have, there's no reason for us to be... But we do. And the Lord knows we are but dust and we are clay. And it is easy for us to get down. But let us step outside ourselves like David did and question our own soul, our wicked hearts that so easily deceive us. And let us say, soul... Why art thou cast down? Why art thou disquieted? Let us step in the Spirit, and then not only that, let us charge our souls like David did. He gave his soul a charge. Hope thou in God. He ordered himself to hope in God. And then he remembered, we look back, let us look back and look at all the times the Lord has been faithful and delivered us and blessed us. Let us remember that and then praise Him as He makes a vow. First He makes a charge. What does he say? Hope thou in God. That's a charge. For I shall yet praise him. Then he makes a vow. I shall yet praise him. And this, I'm David, (laughs) you think you have problems. This is nothing. Where David is right now is nothing compared to your biggest problem on the biggest day that you've ever had in your life does not compare to one of David's trials. You can add all yours together and square them, and you still don't compare to him. So all the more reason. Let's make this charge and let us make this vow. Let us be like Paul, who could sit there and be beaten and whipped and stoned and in chains and still praise the living God. And he remembers. He charges himself, he makes a vow, and then he remembers. Who is the health of my countenance and my God? Sometimes while seeking after the Lord, he may seem far off or silent of our circumstances, or our circumstances might be less than desirable with no blessing or deliverance in sight. Let us be like David and quit ourselves like men and charge ourselves to hope in God. Let us remember in the circumstance what the living God has done for us in times past and be like Paul. Is your soul cast down or disquieted this morning? I charge you, hope thou in God. Is your soul cast down or disquieted in you this morning? I charge you, that you make a vow, praise Him, who is the health of thy countenance and thy God. That's all I have, but also at the same time, something that I have a fear of is that how do I put this thirst in my children? How, do I, how does that translate? 
Because my father and my mother did not give me the thirst that I have. My heavenly father put it within me. Now we can quench that. Now I want to do the same thing for my children. I want them to have that same thirst. But it's it's up to them. We have to be faithful and we have to be like David. I think of Proverbs chapter 2, all the Proverbs where David is charging his son. My son, keep, search, diligently search after, cry out after. He's basically teaching his son how to pant. You know, how to desire the living God, and he's given them reasons, strong reasons. Search for it as for hidden treasures, and we, we can do that. And Lord, help us to do that to this end.